today on the Rita Made Me Do It show. Have you ever stopped doing something that you really wanted to do because your feelings about it changed? It could be that someone made a really critical comment or you just felt too tired or the results weren't happening as quickly as you hoped or it all was just a little bit more difficult than you thought. So then you start second guessing yourself. You're like, well, you know, maybe this wasn't the right time or I might have made the wrong decision or, you know, this might not be for me after all or my favorite. Maybe they have something that I just don't have. So then the excitement that you had for that thing turns into fear or dread or frustration and you no longer feel like doing it. And so you don't and you stop. But then you feel relieved because now you don't have to do the thing that you didn't want to do. But then here's the thing. The relief turns into second guessing your decision all over again. Like, should I have stopped? I don't know. Maybe I should have kept going. And then you're wrapped up in that cycle all over again. You can't build a successful business and stay comfortable because different results only come from new ways of thinking and new actions. And that means you're going to feel discomfort. You're going to be scared. (laughs) You're going to be uncertain at times. You're definitely going to resist it. And you're really going to feel anxious. But I promise you, it's those exact emotions that are required to get you to the other side. So how do you do that? How do you stay in action even when it becomes unclear, difficult, or uncomfortable. That's what we'll talk about today, and we'll find out if you have what it takes to pass the commitment test. Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had 15 speaking engagements last year. Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because Because of Rita, 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 I've doubled my revenue by doubling my clients. I'm Rita business strategist, speaker, and success coach, also known as the gal who went on 35 dates in 35 days and blogged all about it. And this is the Rita Mimi Do It Show, where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest and others it'll be just you and me, like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine The conversation, yeah, it'll be that real. It's a You and Me episode today, and I sure do hope that you have had your coffee, my friends, because today we're talking about action, staying in action, even when you're tired, even when it's a snow day, yes, even when school has been canceled and all of your kids are at home, and even when it looks like no one is interested in what you're doing. And I am drinking the perfect coffee for today's episode. It's by one of my favorite companies called Grand Rapids Coffee Roasters. Now, they're not giving me any kickbacks uh, for talking about them, but the name of this coffee is called Unstoppable Momentum, and I just thought it was perfect. And so I took it and I put it in my favorite mug, which is a mug that I pull out whenever I need to be reminded to stay in action. And so I put a link in the show notes of a photo of me drinking out of this mug so that you can see it because it's a pretty great mug. (laughs) Um, And it's perfect given my interview with Don Barton in episode six. And that episode focused on creating unstoppable joy. But I'll tell you what, you know, creating that kind of joy, unstoppable joy, especially in your business, It's not a passive activity. It requires a lot of action. And it's really not going to be the easiest thing that you've ever done because running a business isn't the easiest thing to do. 
And so I picked this copy because the word unstoppable means impossible to stop or prevent. And momentum means driving force by action. So really that phrase, unstoppable momentum, means that once you're in action, nothing can stop you from taking that action and seeing it through. Only, I think we all know too well the times that we've started doing something and we didn't finish. Or maybe we didn't even start the action at all. You know, I always say it's kind of like a puzzle, right? Now, I don't know how many of you out there are puzzle people, but I will tell you that there are two types of puzzle people in the world. The first kind are really excited to buy the puzzle and they get it home and then they never open the box because they feel like they just don't have time to sit down and put it all together at once. So they keep pushing it off, but then they never come back to it. The next kind of puzzle person is really excited to get at home and they can't wait. They open the puzzle and they pour it all over the table and then they start sifting and sorting through the pieces to find all of the edge pieces and they put that together quickly. Only then all that's left is that messy part of the puzzle, you know, that undefined, hard to put together center. And so they try right? Maybe this is you. You try to put the puzzle together. You try to find all the right pieces for the center, but it seems like no matter what piece you find, it's just not fitting anywhere. And so you get frustrated and then you stop and you put it aside and you think, I'll come back to it. You know, I'll come back to it in a few days. But then other things around you in your life just seem to be a little more important than coming back to that puzzle with a really difficult center. And so One day, you walk up to the puzzle, getting tired of seeing it there, and you just kind of take all the pieces, and you push them back in the box, and you put the puzzle in your closet. So I don't know if that's you. I don't know how many unfinished puzzles you have in your closet or how many unopened puzzles you have in your closet, but I will be honest right, in saying that I had a very similar experience in my business not too long ago, and that was with this podcast. So I'm going to tell you what happened with the Rita Mimi Do It show. On February 18th at 2 p.m., right? So I remember February 18th at 2 p.m., I brainstormed the idea to start the show. And then by 4 p.m. that day, right, I was really excited. By 4 p.m. that day, I posted in my free community, The All In Entrepreneur on Facebook. If you're not a member, you really should hop over there. I mean, It's such a great community, but I posted in that community that I was going to do the podcast and everybody responded favorably. And so by 4.30, I made a hard decision to do it. And by five, right, by five o'clock, now remember, I decided on February 18th, 2018 at 2 p.m. And so by five o'clock that day, I took a really big leap and I reached out to someone pretty famous who I really wanted to be my first guest on the show. And then at 5.30, that person wrote back to say, I would love to be a guest on your show. Except if you pay attention, it was only on August 26th of 2019 that I brought to you the Rita Made Me Do It show when I released the trailer. So I decided to do the podcast, super excited to do the podcast with all affirmations and everything lining up in my favor, February 18th, 2018. (laughs) And I didn't bring you the trailer until August 26th, 2019. That's 554 days after I decided to start the podcast. So 
everything at the beginning, right, fit together. So what happened? An inspired idea followed by like an incredible response and an amazing first guest secured until it came time to schedule that interview. And I reached out and I reached out again. And long story short, the person ghosted me. I was ghosted for a podcast interview, and I still haven't heard from him since the day that he said, absolutely, I would love to do it. But if I'm honest, his lack of scheduling isn't what postponed the show or delayed it from reaching your ears, right? What did delay it was really that I wasn't committed. You know, commitment is doing whatever it takes regardless of how you feel. And when that person didn't schedule their interview with me, I felt frustrated. I was actually a little angry. And I let all of that turn into that thought. Maybe you've been down this thought train before or this thought hole before. But I went down that rabbit hole of, you know, maybe all of this is just a sign. Maybe this is a sign that I really shouldn't do the podcast. Although it absolutely was not a sign. And we're going to talk about that in a future episode about how signs really work. But that really gave me the permission to stop taking action on the podcast and to focus on other things. And I see this with so many people who come to me really excited about a goal that they want to achieve, and they jump in with great enthusiasm, only to stop when things aren't going the way that they anticipated. Kind of like they're not seeing results. Um, it's harder than they anticipated. They they have to say no to other things and that starts getting frustrating and they're uncomfortable taking the action. It, it kind of becomes inconvenient to their lives to work on. Or other people who just never start because once the excitement of the idea wears off and the fears, right? The fear of failure, rejection, and other people's opinions kick in, it's game over. And I get it because who wants to experience discomfort or frustration or be inconvenienced? So you avoid it. All because staying comfortable is easier than kind of conjuring up that fear conquering energy that you need to do the thing. In the last episode, episode seven, where I interviewed Don Barton, Don shared how she could have easily let go of all of her goals and all of her dreams when she found herself faced with a series of challenges from stage three breast cancer diagnosis to losing her sister shortly thereafter to the same diagnosis. Now, if you haven't listened to that interview, please be sure that you do right after this episode because I promise there are a million takeaways and there are just too many to recap here, but they are life and business changing. And her story is incredible. But to me, the most important takeaway from my interview with Dawn was this. When I asked her how it was that she was able to not only meet, but exceed her goals during that time in her life where everything was chaotic, her response was simply this. Well, I decided to. I decided to succeed, Rita. And then she followed that up by saying, you have to make the decision that you're going in and you're going to do well. The power is in the decision. You know, but what does that really mean? Because as nice as it sounds to be able to just think, I'll succeed, and then it happens, that's not how it works. So here's what making the decision to be successful means in a tangible, practical way. Number one, you have to decide that a successful outcome is inevitable. Number two, 
You have to make it your priority. And number three, you have to show up as a person who does all of the things that are required to get that result. Let's start with deciding that your success is inevitable. Now, as many of you know, I used to be a dating coach. If you don't know that story, then be sure to head over to episode one to hear all about it. But one of the top reasons that clients came to me was they weren't having fun dating. And when I dug into it, the reason that they weren't having any fun dating was because before ever going on the date, and even before putting their profile online or joining a meetup group to meet people, they had decided that it wasn't going to work. They were certain that it wasn't going to work out. They kept saying, you know, I don't even know why I bother. I'm not sure why I keep doing this. It's just not going to work. It's not working now. I can't see it ever working in the future. So when they were out on a date, their mind was scanning for evidence to back that thought up. And trust me, you will always find what you're looking for. But the minute that they changed their perspective to knowing that they would absolutely have fun on the date, they did. Because their brain was constantly scanning for evidence to back that up. And that was made much easier when they detached from expectations. Basically going into the date thinking, well, you meet everyone for some kind of reason. So in relation to your goal, that thing that you either haven't started or you've started and you've put aside like that unfinished puzzle, you need to decide that it will be successful, that the outcome is inevitable. And that's going to be made easier when you detach from when it happens or how it happens. You just need to know that it is, that it will be. Now, I'll explain more about that in a minute, but for now, I want you to think of a big, tall, sturdy tree. The reason that that tree stands tall in bad weather, like wind, heavy snow, storms, is because it's rooted. Your decision to be successful is the root that anchors your goal. It's what keeps you strong even when all of that bad weather heads your way. So for example, when you're not seeing results, or it appears like it's not going to work, or when it feels harder, or when things veer off track. Because instead of seeing those moments as evidence or signs that you should stop, you know that your results are inevitable. And your only job is to keep showing up as an equal match for them. Meaning you do the things that a person who has those results would do, or did to get those results. The decision is a thing that is necessary for your commitment, for your commitment to do whatever it takes to reach that goal. And it's that piece, doing whatever it takes, showing up as an equal match for the results that makes a decision active and not passive. And the step that's required for you to take actions that are a match for that result is to make your goal your priority. So until you prioritize it, you can't be fully committed to it. I mean, think about it, right? If everything is a priority, then nothing's a priority because you're gonna feel compelled to give all of those things equal weight and attention. And you're gonna try to move them all forward, meaning you're only really working on any one thing a tiny bit. Making your goal a priority, and by definition, There can be only one. There can be only one. (laughs) Where is my husband, right? Like he swears, I don't know, pop culture references, but Highlander, the movie, there can be only one. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm sorry. (laughs) 
But truthfully, there really can be only one priority. That's the entire definition of the word. And what that means is that you place it above everything else. So above other goals and other tasks, yes, but also over all of the fears that pop up when you're taking action on it, over all of the feelings of discomfort, even over what seems to be happening, like no results, and even over your feelings, like feeling tired, not wanting to do it. When those things happen, and they absolutely will, you won't be able to justify stopping by saying there's so many other important things that you could work on. Because this, this goal, is your only priority. Now, are you curious if your goal is really your priority? Maybe you say it is. Maybe there's a goal that you have and you're like, but Rita, it really is my priority. But I want you to do something for me. I want you to pull up your calendar for about the past six months. And I want you to pull out your bank statements for the past six months. Because you see, how you spend your time and how you spend your money, that reveals your true priority. So you might be saying that one thing is, but all of your actions are showing otherwise. Look, I'm going to give you a personal example. Forever, I have been saying that I can't wait to fully step into professional speaking. Now, I've been saying that, but I haven't made it a priority. How I was investing my time and my money, it just didn't line up with the goal of being a successful, paid, professional speaker. And when I really dug, really dug deep, right, I realized it was because I was afraid. I was afraid that it wouldn't work. I was afraid of all of the rejection that's going to come my way and even of the feedback that I know I have to receive, meaning I hadn't really decided that my success was inevitable. So when I realized that, I journaled and then I stepped into the decision that my success was inevitable. And I even wrote down, speaking is my priority. Everything I do in my business needs to advance this goal. Now, Dawn in episode seven talked about this when she discussed the one thing and that the reason that she was able to do so much with such a limited window of time between all of her treatments and the good days was because she had one focus. And that meant she knew exactly where to put her time, energy, and attention always. And with everything pouring into that thing, it moved forward very quickly. Now, don't worry, right? I say speaking is my priority. That does not mean that I don't want to continue working with clients or people to help them build profitable businesses. It just means that I'm clear that speaking makes everything else easier. By speaking, it's easier to get clients. (laughs) By having clients, it's easier to get other opportunities. So speaking is the priority because it makes everything that I want to do easier. So on the day that I decided on my success and to make speaking a priority, I brainstormed the actions that were required to show up as a match for that success. What actions advance that goal? What actions show that I believe in my success? And then those actions received my full focus, time, energy, attention, investment. Now, for those who are curious, because I know there will be people who are, those actions included being fully booked with a waiting list because the security of being fully booked with a waiting list 
allows for the time that's needed to research and apply for speaking opportunities, to travel, to make all the connections. Starting this podcast was an action. Joining the National Speaker Association, turning down a few speaking engagements that were not advancing me in the direction that I wanted to go, asking currently scheduled free speaking engagements for compensation, and a variety of other actions. And I'm going to pull one of those actions that I just said out, and I'm going to go a little deeper to show you how the making the decision to be successful really does allow you to achieve any goal. In the second week of July, I decided that my private coaching was going to be fully booked with a waiting list. I made that my sole priority. Everything that I did advanced to that goal. I showed up as a person who does the things to get those results and acted as if I already did have the results. So, for example, I have a big whiteboard in my office and I wrote on it in big print. It's completely and totally inevitable that I sign seven clients for my private coaching. It's been decided and it's happening as we speak. Every day in my journal, I wrote out, I'm completely booked and have a waiting list over and over and over again. And I scheduled my day as if I was already fully booked, carving out the time blocks for all of those client calls. I even set up their coaching portals as if I already had them as clients. I made digital folders for them. I created all of their contracts and onboarding documents. And I even named all of them with the names of the people that I was hoping to call into those spots. And I created and set up a wait list in anticipation. And as of today, I am one client away from being fully booked for the remainder of 2019. This is the same thought process, the same thing that allowed Dawn Barton to lead her team to over a million dollars in sales when everything, everything, as you heard, said that it wasn't going to happen. Now, she shared how she had lost the belief in her success and the success of her team, and it was a friend who helped her reconnect to it. I mean, faith isn't faith until it looks like it won't work out. And being reminded of that allowed Dawn to step back into trust, trust in herself to take the actions and to navigate the results, and also trust in God, knowing she wasn't going to have to carry this on her own, but being certain instead that it would happen. She just didn't know how. She just didn't know when. She detached from those things, but stayed certain in the fact that it absolutely would happen, that her success was inevitable, and that allowed her only job to be showing up and working her strategy until it worked, showing up as a match for those results instead of allowing, you know, that big sturdy tree to topple over because wind and rain started heading her way. She rooted her success in the decision to be successful. Now, one thing really quickly, what I want to talk about is what it means to be a match for those results. So think about it. Uh, I wanted to be fully booked with a waiting list, and I said I showed up and did the things that were a match for those results. Those are really high-level results. So for me to be on the same level, the same plane as those results, I have to show up taking high-level action. I couldn't be down below taking no action or low-level action and expect those results to bump into me. So that's what I mean by that. Now, earlier this year, I was working with a client 
who decided to hold a retreat. She was really excited about this retreat, so much so that she signed the contract and she paid the deposit out of her own money to secure the dates and the venue. And she posted information about the retreat and one person immediately signed up and she celebrated. But despite other people kind of saying, hey, I'm interested, no other registrations came in. And so she messaged me, letting me know that she'd been feeling really down about the non-response. And in fact, she was questioning kind of everything about the retreat. So we definitely, we definitely dug into strategy, okay? The short version of that, she was not being nearly visible enough, just was not being seen enough. So we increased her marketing considerably. But the more important piece to the story is that she recognized that she just hadn't decided that she would be successful. She had not decided that it was inevitable that the retreat would fill. Success is inevitable when you step into full faith and belief in your intended outcome because you're closing out any other potential result. So with that type of faith and belief, you feel secure sticking to your strategy to achieve your goal, meaning You'll be working it. You'll keep working it. You'll keep doing what it takes to get the outcome that you want, no matter what seems to be, because you know the results are certain. So deciding in her success allowed my client to go all in on the strategy that we had mapped out, stepping completely outside of her comfort zone, moving into radical visibility. She was making bold requests. She was asking her network for assistance and She was also finding time to engage in mindset and self-care, and she stayed consistent with it all, even when it kept looking like the retreat wasn't going to fill. Deciding to succeed does not mean that it won't feel difficult or scary, but it does mean that you'll confidently stay the course. And her retreat, it did fill. In fact, she had people asking her after the retreat had filled if they could join her retreat. So the power of a decision is that it roots your goal with commitment, allowing you to stay in action even when you're feeling uncomfortable. Now, you know how much I love to give you easy steps to put concepts into action. So I'm going to do that for you right now in relation to the goal that you are wanting to achieve in your own business. So grab a sheet of paper and at the top, I want you, now if you're in your car, just think this through and then go back and grab a sheet of paper. Um, Grab a sheet of paper and at the top, write the goal that you want to achieve. So you might want to be fully booked. You might want $5,000 months. You might want to get your first free speaking engagement, maybe you're first paid, maybe you want to be published or you want to appear on the news. Whatever that goal is, go ahead and write it down at the top of the paper. Now, now I want you to write down the following statement and you can keep rewinding, hit that 15 second back button and keep listening until you have it all down. It's completely and totally inevitable that I insert whatever your goal is, I let go of when it happens or how it happens, but I am certain that it will happen because it's been decided and it's happening as we speak. Now, I want you to post this statement everywhere on a post-it note on your computer, on a whiteboard on the wall, on the desktop wallpaper of your phone, um, your computer screensaver, in your alarm reminders, in Google Calendar pop-ups. Anywhere. I want you to see this all day long. 
Step three, I want you to brainstorm everything that would need to be in place that isn't currently if your goal was realized, if this was true, if your success was inevitable, if it was going to happen, right? So for example, if you wanted to be on the news, maybe what you would do is go meet with a publicist or research a publicist, or you'll go buy an outfit, or you'll carve out your mornings to be free for all of those inevitable morning news appearances. Maybe you create like a media tab on your website in anticipation of all of the media appearances you're going to have. And then allocate the time and the money for all of those things that you identified. And step four, Brainstorm the actions that are going to move the needle forward the most towards the goal, and then create a strategy for it and allocate the time and resources towards those actions and eliminate anything else that is not in alignment with that goal. Then show up as a match for those results. Start talking as if it's a done deal. Act as if it's a done deal. Prepare for it. Truly align your thoughts, words, and actions with it. You see, when you aren't committed, you're going to focus on what taking action on your goal is costing you. You're going to focus on things like it's costing you money. It's costing you time. You're putting so much effort into it. Maybe it's even costing you your popularity or acceptance or relationships with other people. And you're going to start noticing that maybe it's costing you other goals because you're prioritizing and you're focusing only on this, meaning a few other things are going to pass you by. Maybe it means that you're not spending as much time with friends and family as you would really ultimately like to, or it's costing you your comfort or your pride, maybe even your anonymity, right? To name a few. Now, when Don shared, Don shared a lot. And the one story that just touches everybody, right? When Don shared that her sister passed away right at the most crucial moment of her business, Right after herself having survived the same thing that took her sister, she said that she could have given herself permission to stop, to say that the death of her sister Kim was the reason that she couldn't achieve that goal. But because she had made the decision to succeed, she asked what thought aligned with that decision. And the thought was that Kim, her sister, would be the reason for achieving the goal. Creating a movement that spanned far beyond the goal, far beyond a monetary result, or even beyond that year, and it continues to touch countless lives in the process. Now, when you are committed, you're focused on the benefits of what achieving the goal will bring you. So you're focused on the benefits that achieving the goal will bring others, your community, the world, more than what it's costing you. That's why being committed is so important. And again, you can't be committed until you've made the decision to be successful, until you are certain that that outcome is gonna happen and you unattach, you detach from the when or the how, and you just show up as a person who gets those results, right? Making that a priority and putting those things before anything else. So the first step to success, it starts with you. You know, until you believe that your success is inevitable, you just aren't committed. And that means you're at risk for making fear-based decisions in your business. 
You're going to make decisions driven from fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of other people's opinions, discomfort. The first step to success starts with you. Until you believe your success is inevitable, you just aren't truly committed. And that means that you're at risk for making fear-based decisions. You'll decide not to start or to stop something, and those decisions will be because of fear of failure or rejection or other people's opinions or uncomfortableness or feeling tired, right? Instead of the decisions that are in the best interest of your business, decisions like continuing to show up or continuing to work the strategy or to get visible or to do all of those uncomfortable actions. Now, as you know, One of my goals is to incorporate more of you into this show because that's what makes this show different. You are also a guest. So to help that happen, I've created an email just for this show. The email account is easy to remember. It's feedback at RitaMamieDoIt.com. Again, that's feedback at RitaMamieDoIt.com. And I am asking all of you to contact me at that account and share a decision with me. Share a decision that you have made to be successful. I want to know what you've decided. Now, you can share this with me as an audio recording that you attach to the email, or you can do a text email to me. Now, if it's an audio recording attachment, please keep it to 30 seconds. Um, Either way, however you send it, be sure to state your name, your company name, a sentence about who you help and what you do, And then tell all of us what you've decided. I will be airing your decisions in a future episode. And for those who do share their decision with me like this, I will be celebrating you in a couple of fun ways. So the first step to achieving your goal is to decide in your success. And the next step is to develop a strategy. But you can't climb that ladder to success alone. Support is really what enables you to overcome challenges keep momentum and take, you know, all of that scary, bold action. And support, you know, that comes in many shapes and sizes. Dawn shared many of the things that allowed her to build a $1 million business, including hiring team members, self-care activities, even specific music that she listened to, um, surrounding herself with mentors, and all of those people that she said inspired her to go bigger in her life and her business. And more importantly, being willing to ask for and receive direct support. Let me ask you, are you ready to pass the commitment test so that you can be unstoppable and achieve your goals? Now, if you're ready, if you're really ready to go all in and get the results that you want in your business, if you're ready to show up 100% for you and for those results, then I would love to support you And I will show up 100% for you to give you everything you need to make that happen so that you can realize all of those goals and everything that results from them. And as you heard earlier, I only have one private coaching spot left, and then I'm fully booked for the remainder of 2019, and I hope that that spot is yours. So to explore this, all you need to do is schedule a complimentary clarity call with me. Now, on that call, We're going to talk about your business and your goals and what you need to realize that bigger vision. And together, we're going to decide if coaching with me is the right next step. No pressure, 
no stress. It really is just a powerful conversation to help you decide, and we're talking about decisions, right? But to help you decide what's possible for you. Now, the link to schedule the call is in the show notes, or you can just email me directly at rita at ritamademedoit.com. Then mark your calendars because next week's episode is a must not miss. I am going to be interviewing Laura Casey. There are a few things that are Elvis moments in my life (laughs) and interviewing Laura is one of them because she is the creator of Power Sheets and Power Sheets is an intentional goal setting tool that I 100% credit with growing my business year over year, doubling it for the first four years, getting me to where I am today. It is going to be a powerful episode full of information to propel your business and your life forward. And I promise you, you do not want to miss it. Now, remember, email me that decision, the decision that you're making to be successful to feedback at ritamamedoit.com. And then I'll talk with you next week. Next time on the Rita Mimi Do It show. We've had all kinds of amazing, miraculous stories from people about huge transformation in their lives. And I love those stories, you know, everything from paying off debt to getting healthy after a lifetime of challenges and so many things. But to me, the thing that makes me so excited is when I hear people talk about the little things. Like, I now wake up 15 minutes earlier and now I'm able to spend more time with my daughter before I go to work. Or um, I, I now am more present in the, you know, after hours when uh, the kids are home instead of being on my phone. Like things like that may seem insignificant. It may seem like, oh, why do I, you know, need a goal planner to work on that stuff? You know why? That's life. Like that adds up. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Read and Mimi Do It show. And my goal is to share this business-boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, every month, one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser-focused and go all-in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to readamimidoit.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode. Oh, oh, oh.